What is up, YouTube? Let's see what's going on here. All right. I think we're going. What's up, YouTube? Welcome to the. Hey, cat bird feeder. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. We'll give it a minute here. Some people roll in. Uh, so far, it looks like there's three people. What is up, my man, Russell Skipper? What's going on, Bert? How are you, sir? How are you? My hair's looking a little crazy. <clears throat> it is Sunday, October 22nd. Josh Whitaker. Hi. Um, what's up, Progro? Uh, man, what a beautiful, beautiful start to the day. Um, bear with me. Please close the door, buddy, okay? Close the door. Thank you. All right. Got that out of the way. Andy Burleson, how are you, sir? David Turf Nerd. I slept wonderfully. This is the worst time of the week. I, is, when, when is the best time to do this? I kind of want to put that out there. Um, I'm, I'm just curious. When... When is the best time? Um, you like to watch them late night when everyone was asleep. Gotcha, gotcha. Fire and grass. I love that. What's up, my man? How are you? How are you? I hope uh, I hope all of y'all got to attend the GIE. I see a couple of people in here that I met at the at the GIE, and uh, what a ton of fun that was. Hey, hey, cat bird feeder. Holding it down in Mississippi, aren't you? Um, wow, the GIE was such an experience. Um, such an experience. Such an experience. What's up, Shane? Uh, no, I did not even go by the Toro booth, man, to be honest. So I did not see the 26-inch right on aerator. I guess that would be, um, would be the same... Uh, that would probably give you like a 36 inch width to, to get through all your gates, something like that. Um, so I could definitely see where that'd be effective. That is for sure. But, um, no, I did not, I did not look at it. I did look at the, uh, the stinger aerators, um, kind of a, kind of an interesting deal there. They, they still got a little bit of work to go on that as far as getting some more wheel, uh, more weight, uh, out front. And, um, so I think eventually that Stinger will have another good product to introduce to the market. But right now the Radon Aerator needs a little bit of work. Um, can't keep the can't keep the casters on the ground. So all in all, but I mean, w what an event that was! Um, my goodness, what an event! I'm still trying to to physically and mentally recover from that because it was uh, it was wild and such a great time. What's up, Mark? How are you, sir? Mr. Colonel Corn. Paradise. Just another day in paradise. Um, pretty excited to be going back to work this week. You know, I I, I got a I got a text from uh, uh, Solid Ground Construction, uh, Solid Ground Landscape con Construction. And he talked about how much the, the GIE invigorated him and excited him, uh, you know, and the the ideas he got to really help push his business and you know it got me thinking about it too and um i'm super super excited to be to be doing that as well um you know for the first time in a in a while i'm i'm very 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 excited about monday and uh, so i think there's I, th I think it's gonna be another fantastic year uh as far as new products i saw um i didn't really see anything that just really uh burst my bubble except that Anuvia product and talking to those guys, um, kind of the, one of one of the initial things I had. So there's this product called Anuvia, and what they do is they take waste and the waste, inject it with anhydrous ammonia, and uh, and then 
prill it using ferrous sulfate iron and um, and they produce a homogenous 1612 fertilizer. <clears throat> homogenous meaning that each and every prill has all the nutrients in it. So if it's a 1612 with with 3% iron, that's in every prill. And uh, <clears throat> having talking to them, you know, it, I initially was afraid that um, they were bringing this product to the market and it may not be as um they may they they may not they may not be around for a long time how about that that was my initial fear and uh however after talking to them and learning a little bit more about their business model um they're set up they have they have a very sustainable business model um what they're actually doing is they're taking disney's waste uh because disney produces so much waste uh they actually have to everywhere their waste goes. So if it goes to a landfill, they even have to track it to that landfill and it's marked that it's coming um, from Disney. I mean, that's the paper trail on it is, is never ending. So uh, basically Disney is paying Anuvia to take this waste from them. And then Anuvia puts it through its paces and it comes out with a finished product on the other side. So, you know, not only do they have the sales from the, the fertilizer sales and distribution, they also uh, generate income by taking this waste and doing a service uh, for some of these bigger outfits. So um, it's, it's exciting and having talked to them, I don't have those fears that they're you know, only going to be around three or four years. They're going to be in it for a good long time. And in fact, they're actually going to have a, um, a line called a new green that will be tailored towards the homeowner market as well. So it'll be a homogenous product available to homeowners. And I think that's fantastic. Price points. So as a homeowner, you're not going to get it from the price that I get it. But at the same time, you're not going to be buying the volume that I'm buying. And I like that as well because it makes it difficult for me uh, from a sales standpoint if I'm trying to sell a product, uh, a service, and the homeowner can source the same products that I can and get it for the, the same price that I can. Uh, it doesn't really make what I do that much more valuable. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, very, very interesting deal. Uh, yes, yes, Turfner, there will be, there will be combo products um, that they're, that they're actually, so you can blend it as an additive to a fertilizer as well. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it can be um, there's a, there's just going to be really cool, really cool things with with that Anuvia product. It, it'll be a really good thing. Uh, let me let me get into to some of these questions that are starting to filter in. Uh, I think Eli had it here. Um, Colonel Colonel Corn is editing some videos. Yeah, post those. I want to see them. I want to see what that looked like and how it went. Eli, um, well, I've already done one update on that tall fescue renovation. Um, oh, wait. Oh, you, I guess you're talking about my house. I, I'll do it soon. It's it's really non-dramatic. I haven't watered my yard at all. For some reason, all the fescue came up, which is which is which is pretty pretty bizarre. Um, yeah, and that's that's the other thing. We were talking to John Perry with Green County Fertilizer. And um, there, there should be a, um, a a Green County granular product that they're that they're going to be together. Uh, at at this point, it's going to be figuring out uh, the the logistics of it and uh, the capital part of it and uh, the uh, equipment acquisitions that have to take place in order to do that. But that's going to be a really exciting thing for 2019 as well. Um, should I put down perennial rye in the back where I'm battling weeds? We have a good stand of turf that I'm encouraging the spirits doing great, but about dormant. Um, Colonel, if your yard has been in a, uh, less than a year, do not put down perennial rye. Uh, if it's been there for longer than a year, then absolutely. 
have at it. Just know that it's going to do some damage uh, to the Bermuda grass. And when you spray it out next year, you know, you'll be a, a little bit behind the eight ball because you did overseed with, with the ryegrass. Man, I did a reno on my side yard this fall. Fescue's grown in. However, weeds are up and starting to take over. Seedlings have come up to about two to three inches and have stopped growing. Plan to fertilize this week to hopefully get the fescue grown thicker than spray. Thoughts on speed zone on new grass? Triclopyr, sulfentrazone, 2,4-D, and dicamba. Um, okay, so when you're dealing with new with new grass, I would keep sulfentrazone off of it. Um, and if you wanted to run something to, to really give you a good pop in cooler weathers, I would do uh, a three-way and then spike it with triclopyr. That's a pretty, it's a pretty cheap application. Um, so I recommend that. Uh, Speed zone isn't bad, but you're not going to be as broad spectrum with speed zone. And the Carfentra zone can cause a little bit of discoloration that's in the speed zone. So uh, for knockdown power, I would go with a three-way plus triclopyr. So that'd be 2,4-D, Mechaprop, Dicamba, and triclopyr. I think that you'll be happier with the results doing that than you will be if you used a product like speed zone and much less risky uh, than for using a product like sulfentrazone. Uh, or you could just use straight triclopyr too. Uh, that if, if you've got access to that, you don't have at it. Uh, does gypsum really work? Um, I, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of experience with it. So it's, it's calcium sulfate. We were talking a little bit about it last week. Um, I don't think you're going to get the results from it that it states on the bag about breaking up um, clay and, and all the other promises it has. It, it, it may actually do a fair job of flushing salts from the soil surface. So if you're dealing with a salt issue, gypsum may be a, a, good, a good product for you. But you're going to have your best bet from gypsum by actually incorporating it into your soil. So if you have a good way of mechanically doing that, then uh, you'll have much better effects on it than uh, if you just do uh, like a gypsum application over the top. I, I don't think that's really going to uh, excite you with those with those results. Uh, Polyon for homeowners. I want to buy some for once a year application on my lawn. Um, yeah, I mean you can you can get a Polyon. Uh, ah, I don't know. So the, the main distributor of Polyon is going to be Harrell's. Uh, Coke Industries is the manufacturer of it. So um, can you get away with doing a once a year application with it? Probably not. You know, I know that's how they sell it, but you probably can't get away with it. If you want to do a true once a year application on your lawn, I would go with Nitroform, uh, which is urea formaldehyde. Apply that and apply it in conjunction with a um, with a straight quick release synthetic fertilizer and if you do that then you you legitimately can get away with a once a year application uh, however it's going to be extremely expensive uh, urea form is very expensive but um, it will release for a year or longer um, hey you have a good one Bart you have a good one Andy, yeah, freight cost is probably going to be pretty, pretty intense. Um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Would you hit new broadleaf weeds this late in the year? I know it will hard frost soon. Uh, yeah, I would. You know, this is this is perfect. If it's cold, you know, something that's going to be ester formulated um, or uh, you know, like a triclopyr or a two four D ester. Um, and if you're if you're worried about about a hard frost. Then spike it with uh, with a little crop oil concentrate and really maximize that penetration and burn down uh, power. Uh, test it though. If you're going to use an ester plus a crop oil concentrate, test it on an area and make sure you're not going to do um, any damage. But yeah, I I you know like right now, I haven't started blanket spraying yet. Uh, but after we have our first hard frost, I will begin blanket blanket spraying lawns uh, for for broadleaf weeds. Um, so, but, and, you know, some of the other products I looked at while I was at the GIE is um, Branch Creek. I kind of accosted that guy there. Um, 
Colonel, um, it's it's it, it's hard to say because you you just seated it this year, didn't you? Um, what's going on, Casey? How are you, man? Um, if you just seated it this year, um, I I would not. I would not overseed with perennial ryegrass. But I think that was the front you had to redo that too. And you already had Bermuda grass in the back. I can't I can't remember the, the details of your property. Um if you if you did any Bermuda seeding this year, then front yard is new. Okay, then the backyard. Yeah, absolutely. I would go ahead and put down a pre-emergent and perennial ryegrass if you want. Uh, perennial ryegrass is is one of those things that even if you do an application of like barricade or something, you usually can still get perennial ryegrass to come up. You don't have to apply it at a, at a really high rate, like 15, maybe 20 pounds per thousand, uh, but it'll it'll come up through a bar barricade application. So, um, yeah, it's at that point, it's just a matter of preference, man. I um, have at it, and you just, just get ready to mow all winter. Um <laughs> uh, Jason, if you want to, uh, if you want to control clover, use a three-way uh, herbicide, or use a, um, a product like triclopyr. It depends on what turf type. What's your turf type, Jason? Um, what do you mean, Colonel? Sixty days for prodiamine. Uh, what's up, TNT Enterprises? What's up, my man? Here we go, me bad. No time yet to spray prodiamine. Little baby weeds everywhere. Too late. No, cat bird feeder. It's not too late. Uh, it's just when you apply your prodiamine, uh, go ahead and spray those little baby weeds too. So uh, you know, you know, maximize that that application time. You know, run a um, run a uh, you know your rate of prodiamine. Mix your three way in with it. Blanket spray everything and and have at it. Have at it. And if you're going after little baby weeds, and I know you got some centipede and stuff out there, you can probably get away running with like a, a low rate of Trimec 992 or three-way herbicide, something like that. Uh, yeah, Jason, use a three-way herbicide. Um, you know, if you use the Lesco brand, the three-way. Dude, man, Friday was such a bad day, man. I wish I, I, wish I could have seen you. I really wish I could have seen you. Um, but Friday just turned into an absolute disaster, man. It was I was kind of being pulled in every which way, direction possible. I think what I need to do, Jesse, is just take a trip to Texas so we can hang out. Uh, for onions and newly seeded turf, uh, I like a uh, a, a three-way with triclopyr. Um, there's another product called Four Speed works really well. Um, uh, yeah, any of your broadleaf herbicides will will do will do good on onions. But I, I like I like the kicker from. Uh, from um, from Triclopyr. Colonel, you bought a used Greensmaster Flex 21. My goodness. My goodness. That is pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah, for, for Clover, spiking it with, with three-way. Um, it's I guess maybe just because of the because of the heat here, uh, we can run just a straight three-way and smoke smoke clover, but um, it, adding triclopyr to any broadleaf herbicide is just a great practice in general, um, especially as weeds are becoming more and more resistant to broadleaf herbicides. I think it's it's a good thing to do just to make sure one to diversify the the mode of action, but also um, to to maximize that kill factor. Because if you spray an herbicide and the weed survives it. Um, you know, that is one chance that that stronger plant gets to pass on that genetics. Um, so always make sure you, the weeds you spray, you kill. Don't, don't, don't let them get behind. Um, Scott, if you want to send me an email, I'll talk to you about it privately. That's, um, something I'd like to get into too much uh, publicly on the channel, but, um, Kind of the deal with with marketing for for Ferton Score is uh, diversify your marketing. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. You got to have a multi a multi um, uh, approach. You have to you have to come at it from multiple different different angles. You, you can't just do one thing. 
Um, serious question. Did you know it or Pete go on the aerial course that I saw in the background of your latest video? And did you get a GCI turf hat? <laughs> um, I, Pete probably went on the aerial course. Uh, I did not. I did not. Noah didn't either. And I did get a GCI turf hat. And starting tomorrow, I'm going to be wearing that bad boy to work every day. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Russell, I was not scared of anything at the GIE. Nothing. Nothing at all. That's why we raced. That's why we raced and I won is you almost threw yourself off the machine. Uh, let me read the information. I look for a good book on pesticide and turf grass to read over winter. Any suggestions? Greensboro, North Carolina. All these, all these gentlemen from, uh, from Greensboro, North Carolina. Mr. Hunt, how are you, sir? How are you? Um, Dwayne, I, it's hard to say. I don't really read any books per se uh, that, that pertain to uh, pesticide and, and turf grass. Uh, I, I'm more of a man that I like to I like to study the labels and uh, check out all the trials that are coming out of places like um, NC State and Rutgers and um, Penn State. Uh, all, all the schools that have have big um, turf grass programs, Mississippi State, um, Arkansas. You know, pay attention to the publications they're releasing. Study them. And you'll get more information out of that than you than you probably will just a, a pesticide or turf grass book. But I is out there. I just don't know of any. I do not know anybody. No spray unless you're going to kill them all. It's true. It's true. If you if you leave them behind, they will um, they will become just a, uh, they have the potential to become more and more resistant of it. Uh, what's your opinion of using Defender herbicide to address broadleaf weeds versus using a three-way herbicide like Escalade 2? Uh, Tony, I don't know a whole lot about Defender herbicide. So I've seen the trials. Um, I hear conflicting reports of, of people. And what I, from what I understand of Defender and what people are telling me is, is the colder it is outside, the better it works. Um, and in fact, to the point where if it's getting warmer outside, uh, it gets to the point where it almost stops working, uh, and it tends to have more of a synergistic effect with it when applied in conjunction with a pre-emergent to act as a pre-emergent. So I wouldn't expect any true post-emergent qualities from a product like Defender, um, or if you do, it's going to be extremely slow at best. But however, used in the fall in conjunction with the pre-emergent application, it has some kind of odd synergistic effect that um you know we'll keep them down and that's that's what's keeping like the dandelions down even the next spring is from that fall application so kind of kind of an odd deal and from um I, there's a there's a guy in in our our facebook group the professional lawn care applicators group that he uses it up north and um i i, I want to say he was the one who was talking about it being uh the colder it is the the better it working. So right now, I'm going to say my opinion on Defender versus Escalade 2 is I would recommend use Escalade 2, but that's only because I have a lot more experience using a product like Escalade 2. And if you want to save a bunch of money, uh, stop running Escalade 2 and just start mixing triclopyr into your three-way. Um, not exactly the same. I believe Escalade 2 has fluoroxapyr in it, um, but and you'd save a whole lot of money running a three-way plus triclopyr instead of a, a combination product like Escalade 2. Uh, pros and cons of the RGS product versus Humic 12, Humic only product. Okay, um, the as far as okay, so you know when you, when you're talking about RGS, you're talking about um, a Humic product that's combined with the kelp. So the big advantage of the kelp is going to be the amount of hormones that are contained in, in the kelp. So, you know, your, your cytokinins, your gibberellic acids, um, your, 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 your IBAs and, and all the different, um, growth hormones that, that exist out there. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the, the big one. Goodness gracious. I'm drawing a blank. Had a long, long last few days, but, um, RGS is going to contain those growth hormones, and that will actually help 
control a little bit of that flush growth you get from a fertilizer application. So, um, and as we know, there you know there's risk associated with that flush growth. So, um, the the combination of the humic and the growth regulatory effects coming from the plant hormones um, is what gives RGS the advantage over just a straight humic product. Now, if you're simply looking for um, slowing down the release of nitrogen uh, or, or, you know, or chelating a ferrous sulfate product or chelating a micronutrient blend or, you know, tying up, um, you know, phosphorus or potassium or nitrogen, then a, a straight humic product is fine. So just from a nutrient release standpoint, humic is going to be the way to go. If you're looking for more uh, fit from the point of, of retarding a little bit of that flush growth that comes with a uh, fertilizer application, then the RGS product is going to have the advantage. So it, it is where, where it really falls into there. Um, so anyway, anyway, that's that's about all I got. That's about all I got on that. Tough nerd, when are we going to do this together? When are we going to do this together? This is what we need to be doing together. Look at you. Turf Grass Science and Management is a good starter book. Did you hear, you hear that? Turf Grass Science and Management is a good starter book. Uh, that's the name of the book, Turf Grass Science and Management. Uh, what are your views on dormant seeding in the north? Okay. Um, I don't know. I've I've never done it for the purposes of dormant seeding, um, so I can't tell you if it's any more effective than you know a good fall seeding. Um, I would think that it's not. So I, I you know, if you, if you have no other choice, then yeah, absolutely do it. Um, if if you do have a choice, I probably would not do it. Um, anything I can do as a DIY guy to kill clover, also just reseeded two weeks ago. Um, you can spray a product like quinclorac. Um, yeah, quinclorac is, is going to be good for good for clover. Uh, a three-way with triclopyr is going to be good for... Um, if you just reseeded two weeks ago, just don't worry about the clover. Let it get a little weedy and then uh, once once it, it it starts to fill in and, and look pretty decent, then then go ahead and spray. But you know, make sure make sure you're not going to do any damage to those plants before you start spraying. Uh, total tribute is expensive. I'm trying to find a keeper way to kill Dallas grass. Do you have any other suggestions, uh, Willie? I don't. Really, your only other option is to do Roundup, and uh, and that's a I mean that's a tough one because you're going to need to do multiple applications of Roundup to kill the Dallas grass. Uh, but as of right now, the only way I was able to get rid of it was to do monument, then tribute, then tribute, and uh, it was not cheap, not at all. I mean, that's a what I did was very, very, very expensive. Um, if you're a homeowner, I guess you know you could you could probably secretly somehow under the radar fly by uh, something or another and do what Chris Elms said, but um, but if just just be careful doing that. Be careful. Don't get caught. Uh, can I let leftover grass seed freeze in the garage? Vince, you're not supposed to. Um, you're not supposed to. You may you may want to you may want to throw it in the uh, throw it in a closet somewhere. Hey, bro, are you watching Walking Dead tonight? No, sir. I have no idea what that is. I have no idea what that is. There you go, Willie. There you go. There you go. Chris Elms out here. He is he is throwing out all the good stuff. So while I'm at the GIE, he texts me, he threatens me, and now he's uh he's he's handing out all the all the risky, risky stuff over here in the in the live chat. Hey, if you're not in the live chat, I recommend you get in the live chat because we we've got some we got some good stuff going on in there. Come get some, Chris Elms. Come get you some, buddy. I wish you'd have been at the GIE. 
Uh, I overseeded my yard. Everything was looking great, but now my front yard, I have some yellowing of some leaves. No spots on leaves, just summer yellow. We've had nasty, humid, hot weather in the Northeast lately. Disease? Eh, it could be. It, it could be. Um, if, if we're yellow, it could be also uh, nutrient deficiency. Do you happen to know what your pH is? I'm, I'm thinking it's a, uh, it could be chlorotic if it's just turning yellow with no spots on the leaves. So uh, if it were me, I would probably uh, check, check soil pH and maybe do an application of iron and, uh, and see if that, that doesn't correct it. Uh, but, you know, being newer grass is chlorotic um, and no real spots on the leaves, just yellow. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be super concerned. Uh, maybe a good application is something that's going to be fairly high in sulfur too can help. Uh, so like a potassium thiosulfate uh, would, would, would be a pretty, pretty decent mix too. Um, I, it better be in love, Chris. It better be in love. Uh, if y'all are interested, I can actually find the, the text that Chris sent me. And um, he was uh, he was getting after me. New permagreen shows up tomorrow. You know, this is – I can give away just a snippet of information, but permagreen is working on something. Um, they were not ready to release it this year, but something is in the works in the form of a new machine. And uh, that is all the information I can give out right now. Anyway, just just going to put that out there to make everybody's head start turning. Uh, I don't know any of the specifics about it, but um, uh, I, I, I do know there is a new product in the works. Uh, it's a TV show, so off topic. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I've never I've never heard of The Walking Dead. I got heavy-handed with the hand can using Bayer to spot treat. This was two days ago. Now I got ugly orange spots coming in. Any way to fix this? I'm super bummed. Man, no, not really. Um, maybe maybe fertilize it and try and get it to grow out. Um, I would just, yeah, that's that's what I would do. Uh, you know, run you run you a decent rate. Go ahead, put down like a pound of in or something like that, and and water it in. See if you can't get it to flush on out. Um, if you want a, a real heavy, uh, light, um, lighted up type deal, then use ammonium sulfate as your nitrogen source and see if you can't push that out real quick. Tell it says, I want to get my lawn extra green for Halloween, but my Bermuda is slowing down big time. Anything I can do if just face the fact that it's going to soon go dormant. And man, if you want to do something for Halloween, get you a good iron and manganese blend, um, and put down some Epsom salt. So uh, Epsom salt is going to be magnesium sulfate. If you do a good iron blend, that would be ferrous sulfate and manganese. So, so yeah, that that would certainly green it. Um, do it uh, with a, a fertilizer application too. So go ahead and throw down a little bit of in, and um, you should be good to go. Even though it is cold, it, it will definitely respond to that. Uh, do you ever do any tank spraying, furt mixes, etc.? Uh, no, Andy, I do not do any tank spraying unless I'm spraying something like kudzu or whatever. Um, I don't. I don't do any uh, any any liquid applications. It's all done for my for my permagreen. Yeah, you're welcome, corporate. You are super welcome, man. Um, Eli, I don't really have a go-to for just iron. Just whatever's cheapest. Uh, iron is iron is iron is iron. Um, so, you know, whatever, whatever fancies, you know, whatever, whatever you fancy really there. Ferrous ammonium sulfate. Yeah, I think that's where, you know, you, you'll see some people take like ferrous sulfate and then add a little bit of ammonium sulfate to it to aid in the uptake of it. Um, so, yeah, ferrous ammonium sulfate. That's a that's an easy thing you can you can make at home and, and do it. <clears throat> what do you think is safe max amount of in to apply liquid and not risk burning? Um, as long as you are less than, we'll say like 80 degrees outside, then you can use up to a, up to a pound. You could probably go over and do a pound and a quarter. It's just at that point, I'd be getting really nervous and I would make sure you have good clean urea if you're going to be doing that. So if you trust your urea source, you know, you could, 
quarters as high as I would go. Um, and I probably wouldn't do that over like 75 degrees, but up to 80 degrees, you can run a pound, uh, you know, probably up to 85, 90 degrees. You could probably run a half pound. Maybe you should get closer to 90, back that back down to a quarter pound. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be <clears throat> about all. Um, you can green up your Bermuda with green dye. Yeah, you can. There's there's a lot of turf paints out there. Here, here's the one thing is that turf paints don't work real well on Bermuda grass because it's such a thin and, and wispy grass that um, it just doesn't do great. It would take extremely high rates and multiple applications to uh, really get it down and paint it good and make it look somewhat decent. Um, how mature old should grass be before using this surfactant? I have some oxalis coming up in a newly renovated section of the lawn. Um, whew, I, I would not. I mean, you you can if you're using a true non-surfactant. I mean that that's fine. I mean you can you can do it whenever you feel comfortable spraying the weeds in it. Um, if you got just a little bit of oxalis coming up though, I'd just, I'd let it go for the time being, let it come in and, and, and really let that fescue start to look good. And then, and then hit it with a, with an ester based formulation because uh, oxalis is not going to die from like a three way alone. You're going to have to use an ester based uh, herbicide to get it. And um, so I would, yeah, I would just let it go and then use an ester-based herbicide instead of trying to beef up like a three-way with a surfactant or something. Saturnite, uh, no, it's too, for, for my, from, from, from my point, it's, it's not, it's not affordable. Um, you know, but I have used various, uh, iron products. So, you know, all your ferrous sulfates and, and different, you know, EDTA and, uh, iron sucrate and a lot, a lot of different iron formulations. But uh, I mean, ironite's. I'm sure it's a fine product. Let me see what kind of iron is actually in it. Well, iron is iron is iron, but is it chelated or not? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Things are the different chelations will affect how well it releases, how well it's taken up, whether it's foliarly or taken up in the root zone. So that's the only reason I say that. It's probably not that you'll get any different greening effect. Uh, it's just it may happen. Um, it may take a little longer for you to get a, um, a greening from it. So here we go. We got iron uh, glucoheptanate, uh, manganese glucoheptanate. So it looks like it's it's going to be very similar to an iron sucrate, so it's not going to be bad. It may be maybe a little a little slow, um, and it looks like it has urea triazone in it, which is kind of interesting. Um, so it's it's chelated. That's a fine product. It's iron, manganese, and zinc. That's funny, um, but yeah, ironite ironite is going to work work well for you. That's for sure. That's right. Bermuda grass is not a weed. Bermuda grass is not a weed. Can't find anyone to give my lawn the care it needs. Is it possible to have a nice lawn with chemicals I can buy? Or, or? yeah, Kevin, absolutely. I mean, all the stuff I use, you can order online, uh, unless it's a restricted use product. So you know, you would struggle to get things like atrazine um, and fipronil, um, but for the most part you know, most of our products are not restricted use products. So, uh, yeah, you can order them online and use them. It's just, just expensive is the only thing, you know, because whereas where I'm, I'm buying for, you know, we'll say like 60, 70, 80 acres. And that's why I can justify the cost because, you know, if I'm spending $6,000 on material to make, you know, however much money back in return, it's okay to go ahead and spend that because that's my, it's my lifeblood, you know, is, ha is having those chemicals. Uh, but for a homeowner, you know, if you've got 5,000 square feet and the only thing you can order is enough to treat 10 acres, that's where, you know, it can, it can get a little expensive. Um, anything you can recommend for a quick kill of Virginia buttonweed and doveweed? I've got some Trimec and it's pretty slow acting. Trimec will not get it. So if you're going after doveweed, I would run a maximum rate of Celsius 
and to help knock down the buttonweed as well in one fell sloop, um, mix it with a little bit of Trimex. So maybe do like a, uh, a half ounce per gallon if you're doing like a hand can and then run your full rate of Celsius. And uh, you can run that on your buttonweed and doveweed and get both of them that way. Um, is it safe to apply uh, oxidizon Rhinestar Flow to actually grow in Bermuda? Does the answer depend on whether it can be irrigated right after application? Um, yeah, Philip, if you if you want to, uh, if it's actively growing, um, you probably want to throw some iron in with it. Maybe a low rate of fert too. You know, just a just a, a real a real low rate. Um, and that way it'll help push out because it's it, it's going to cause discoloration even if you irrigate right after the application it it's just going to happen so um maybe a little iron and um maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit of in with it um what is your opinion on the toro x mark spreader sprayer uh wolf uh it's neat looking um, my only issue with it was uh, when I demoed it, um, the battery died within like uh, the second time I went to crank it, the battery was dead. That aggravated me. And two, with the hills that I have here, um, it was really odd where sometimes I was having to lean one direction and use that lean to steer the other way. And I'm six foot four and I was running out of arm space. Uh, with the the way I was having to rotate my body and and steer that machine, so that was why I didn't like it. Um, but it, there, there's other there's people out there that that love them, uh, just just not me. Uh, best choices on a roll your own program to head off Pythium next season. Ooh, that's tough. Um, so I would probably alternate applications of headway it'll roll your own headway so using like azoxystrobin and propicanazole early and then as the pressure increases we'll say like in july um maybe maybe even late june then switch that to azoxystrobin and subdue methanoxin um and then to finish out the season you may want to apply terazole and that's really that's the only thing I can think of to do um, to 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 kind of supplement that with that you may be wanting to apply some phosphites um, phosphites have been shown to actively keep pythium out out of bent grass whether or not it'll work on fescue I don't know but um, you you may you may want to use that. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Helena has the name of a product that is a phosphite um, fungicide, but I can't can't remember the name of name of that product. But if you if you Google like a a, a phosphonate fungicide or a phosphite fungicide, uh, you'll see that they're all they're all will will pull up and um, and they do they do good against the blights. Can we be honorary employees for a day so we can go to the GIE next year? Steven, I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. I don't I don't I don't know how I've managed up in, in the position I have managed with uh with the with the permagreen guys, but it's uh it's always it's always a little bit a little bit of fun to be an honorary employee for a day, that's for sure. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm actually starting to lose my voice. If if you could imagine, I was doing a, a lot of talking over the weekend, and uh, and then after, you know, we were all we were all going out and hanging out and stuff, and so it is uh, physically, I am not 100 percent yet from it. And um, anyway, I want to throw a couple of plugs out there before I go. Look, there's my dad. There is my dad. Oh, this is dad. It's getting cooler, and the Bermuda is slowing way down. When I'm over the last time this year, should I keep the grass out at three inches? Yeah, dad. For your for your last cut, it's 
you know, it used it used to be that the people, you know, people said, "Oh, your last cut of the year, leave it super tall." Um, you know, it, it, it so it doesn't matter if you leave it tall or short, but I would go ahead and and leave it tall. And the reason being is that it's going to shade that soil line, which can help uh, prevent some seeds from germinating or at least establishing. So, um, yes, sir, for that for that last cut of the year, I'd go ahead and, and leave it a little tall. Um, what's the threshold quantity of grubs where I should apply an insecticide? Notice one today when replacing a sprinkler rotor. Bermuda, Tiff Tough Lawn in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, Phil, I believe five per square foot is is going to be the threshold. Um, in, 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 in my area, and so because it's happening here in Knoxville, we're starting to get the grub pressure that you see up north, where pretty much every yard up north has to have a preventative grub control apply. Uh, it's getting to that point where I am, where it is almost 100% necessary that every property gets a preventative grub control, that um, it may behoove you to go ahead and put down a preventative, disrupt that life cycle. Um, so just keep that in mind, but I believe five is the threshold that you're, you're looking, you're looking at. Uh, I appreciate that, Kevin. I appreciate that. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It, it takes, there's a lot of trial and error in it, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. Oh, look here. Use a biological containing Bacillus subtilis, Trichoderma rese, and Trichoderma hamidum for pythium suppression. There we go. There we go. What's up, Michael? What is up, Michael? You did catch the tail end of it. Um, I was just saying I'm, I was kind of losing my voice. I was going to throw a couple plugs out there while, while I've got everybody. Um, one, if you are a professional lawn care applicator, there is a lawn care applicator group. Um Keep in mind, this is for professional lawn care applicators. It's on Facebook, and if you search professional lawn care applicators, you can request to join that group, but the requirement is that you're actually a professional lawn care applicator. So any of you guys out there that, that do what I do for a living, uh, feel free to uh, sign up for that group. Uh, it's a lot of, lot of great conversation goes on in there. Um, Mad Mowing. It's all right, man. It's all right. Well, there's always next year, and uh, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope we all get to go again next year, and we we make it an even bigger event than it was this year. Um, you're welcome, Phil. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, do you see anything new in pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, or fertilizers at the show? No, and. Again, you know, this is another year that goes by, and it's really starting to aggravating me. We are just not seeing a lot of new technology coming in from the herbicide world. Um, everything is being recycled and relabeled and pushed out to us. Um, so it is just so aggravating to see the same chemical formulations year in and year out with no variation all the same group, same class herbicides, nothing that's going to help us in this fight for uh, herbicide tolerance and herbicide resistance. So, no, I was I was really let down, actually, in, in that regard. Um, as far as fertilizers, I got a video coming up about the Anuvia product. Um, Green County Fertilizer has uh, hinted that possibly in 2019 they will have a granular product released. Um, so that's some exciting stuff. I talked to a company called uh, Branch Creek Organics. Um, that is a re-release from a guy that used to be involved with Hoganics that's not involved in Hoganics, and he apologized for being involved in Hoganics and says that this time this is a product that works because they actually tested it before they marketed it. So take that with a grain of salt as you wish. But I was, uh, you know, it. It's kind of neat because he does have some biologicals in his mix. Um, he could not tell me where they came from, but he did confirm they did not come from AgBiome. So uh, AgBiome is probably the only company I trust right now in the um, 
in the biological atmosphere type deal of actually delivering a, a, a reputable product. Um, <laughs> David, <laughs> yeah, he, he apologized to me, and I'm like, okay, you know, I use so little of the product that I'm, I, I could care less. Um, but I kind of I kind of held his feet to the fire and was I just I was not super impressed with this product line and and the fact that you know the biologicals he's using weren't developed by AgBiome I'm just like uh and AgBiome if you're ever wanting to use any of their products CPro is usually their main distributor so um, check that out CPro S E P R O is that company. Um, Y'all, I'm actually going to end this right now uh, because I'm beginning to lose my voice. And believe it or not, I've got a ton of videos to edit and get out. Um, I've got, you know, the, the main renovation I'm going where I skipped the top dressing. I got updates coming out on that tomorrow. Um, we've got the uh, my renovation going on at my house that is is doing what it's doing. I've got follow-ups on the big yard out in Maryville I did. That was a complete renovation. Um, all these are videos I have in the works. Um, I've got a side-by-side -side video coming out that's going to be um, screaming green on half the yard, and then the other half of the yard is going to be Anuvia. Um, so that'll be a pretty pretty interesting video there. Um, so anyway, I've got, I've got a lot on my plate right now to get edited and kicked out to you guys. So... I'm going to personally get my kids to bed, start working on that, and uh, and that way I'll, I'll start launching more videos tomorrow. So anyway, I really appreciate you, everybody tuning in. I had so much fun at the GIE. It was awesome meeting everybody that I got to meet. And if I didn't get to meet you, I apologize. And hopefully next year we can catch up. Um, and uh, and that's, that's about it. So again, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, I just can't thank you enough. This is just so surreal to me. Um, all right, y'all. Everybody have a good evening. We will see you.